In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. I'm delighted to welcome the AFC Stoneham chairman, Mark Stupple, to the Glovers cast to give us a little bit of an insight into his club ahead of this weekend's FA Cup clash. Mark, welcome to the Glovers cast. Hello, Ian. Thank you for having us. And um, yes, all very exciting. Yes, isn't it just I, uh, an absolute pleasure to welcome you on. Uh, not a lot of Yeovil Town supporters have heard of AFC Stoneham until the FA Cup draw. So can you just tell us a little bit about the club, the history of the club and, and how you got involved? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure when that draw was made on the Monday and there's uh, a lot of people running around Somerset saying, who the hell are AFC Stoneham? <laughs> I, I understand that. <clears throat> and answer your question, how did I get involved? I got involved um, uh, just, just under nine years ago. Um, typically, I went to watch my son play under 18. He was playing for Stoneham. Um, I'd been around local football for a while, but was taking a break. Um, their reserves needed a manager. Stoneham reserves needed a manager. Uh, and about a month later, I was the chairman, and, and the rest is history. Well, wow, that's some uh, some progress. <laughs> yeah. So then we, uh, you know, at that point, so I started. I was I was chairman and running reserves, and then um, at that point we had nine teams. So. This season we've got 108. Yeah, I I saw that in the the interview you did with BBC Solent. So mm. talk me through that. So 108 teams is that you must have quite a big. Have you got a big catchment near you to to, to <laughs> yeah. go through all that? Yeah, we're very well placed. We're we're based uh, in Eastleigh, which is um, yeah near near Southampton. Um, we in terms of that growth, as I say, when I became chairman. Uh, Nine years ago, we had eight or nine junior teams. Although the club is 103 years old, um, what happened was we we grew the club through the youth and we, we expanded that way. Um, the land we were on was owned by the council. Uh, we always knew that the land would be sold for housing at one point, and we also knew that that we would be rehoused at that point as well. So when that uh, and we knew for quite a few years beforehand this was going to happen. So we were looking at sites with the council, et cetera, et cetera. Then in about 2019, quite late in the process, the FA um, uh, had a concept really about around what they call a community hub. So a community hub is um, providing sport for the community, obviously, but there's a lack of, um, there's a lack of football pitches and, and grass pitches and 3G in Eastleigh and Southampton, as there is in most conurbations. Mm. Um, and they built a new community facility with three Astro pitches uh, and six grass pitches. Um, and we are the football club on that site. So that's where we, we moved to. Uh, the site was funded from the sale of the land we were on, plus um, monies from the FA, the Football Foundation, and of course the government. 
Wow. So, I mean, you with that sort of location and that area, do you find yourselves picking up, uh, you know, players from sort of Southampton, from Eastleigh, from yeah. Portsmouth, from those sort of areas who want to just carry on football for the, the joy of it and that kind of thing? How does the sort of recruitment work around there? Yeah, so the recruitment, I mean, we left the old place, which was, the old place was what I would call typically grassroots here. And it was, um, you know, we cut the grass, we did the lines, we put the nets up, we cleaned the toilets, we built a tea hut, we built a stand, we put the floodlights up. Obviously, at a brand new site where you have an operator, we don't have to do any of that anymore. So quite sport. And when we left the old site, which is kind of kind of where the, the, the DNA of the club is, that's where it really happened. We left there in two, uh, Christmas 2019. We left there with 39 teams. So obviously you can see that acceleration to 108 today. I, I'd be a liar to say that the facilities haven't haven't been a huge help. And in mm. answer to your question, the you know we have players travelling to us. We're right on the motorway, so we have players travelling to us from Aldershot, Portsmouth, Bournemouth, all over the place really. So so. Yeah, I mean, the facilities are great. We uh, we're progressing very well, so hopefully the brand is a good brand locally, and that's attracting people from from everywhere. Really, how how challenging has it been to grow it sustainably? Because that's that's a massive amount of growth. You must have yeah. You just need to find coaches and all the things that go along with supporting that number of teams. A, a lot of willing question. volunteers. Yeah. So. Um, I had a fairly decent job. So when I started at Stone, I was working. Um, I retired five years ago to concentrate purely on football as a volunteer. I was in a fortunate position to, to be able to do that. Like a lot of people involved in football here, my my proper job was getting in the way of the football. So the proper <laughs> job had to go. Um, and I'm now, you know, I'm doing what I'm passionate about and hopefully uh, making a positive influence on a, on a lot of particularly children's young lives. In, in the community. Um, in terms of your question, yeah, it's, you know, I always say we have no trouble getting children and players, but it's getting the, the adults to step forward and help and volunteer. And, you know, we've got a huge amount. I mean, we've, I think we've got 360 coaches um, on the whole game system. So we've got 360 coaches aligned to our football club to coach and manage those 108 teams. But we've also got a committee with a lot of other volunteers but you know what? You like every club. You 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 always need more help, and you always need volunteers. And I think sometimes I look at our nation. I think you know whether it's football, rugby, hockey, scouts, girl guides, they're all run. The foundation is volunteering. Mm. And I don't think we should ever underestimate the huge amount of great volunteers we've got in this country. No, no, and it's yeah. It, there's so many football clubs up and down the country that rely on you know rely on volunteers i think you know our club in particular as well has had that previously because of the situation but um it's yeah it's it's a testament to to those volunteers the the way you've been able to grow the club um let's let's go into your season so far you've had a pretty good start i think one thing i've noticed is you score a lot of goals how how is yeah. manager james isn't it how how has he got the team playing um, so we just missed out on this is only actually our, our third full season in at this level yeah. because of COVID so that interrupted it so it's only our third full season um, first season I think we finished fifth last season we finished we missed out on goal difference which was a shame 
So two, the two teams, we were third, missed out on goal difference. The two teams above us got up into step four football. Um, we lost a couple of players in the summer, but recruited four or five. And as you, as you say, we've started the season pretty well. I think we've only lost once at Farnham in the FA Vars. Um, the last game we scored, well, in the two last rounds of the FA Cup uh, against step four and step three, our position, we've scored five in both games. Um, I have to say the last one against Basingstoke was the most amazing game of football I've been involved in in my 62 years on this earth. It was tell us about brilliant. tell us about that game. I, I read that it was a comeback, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I can't give too many tips away. Obviously, I have to be a bit careful. But in terms <laughs> well, of the game, Mark, Mark jest, Cooper said <laughs> Mark Cooper said today uh, he they had someone come and watch you. Did you play cows at the weekend? We did, yeah. Yeah, he said he had someone come to watch the did game. Really? So yeah, yeah. So he's um he is paying attention. He does his research. We probably sat next to them on the on the ferry. <laughs> um, so yeah, the last game against Basingstoke, obviously we'd come we'd beaten Baffinter in our league. That was a tight game, the first game. Then we'd be um Melcham, who were a team from the Southern League, who who have aspirations to get promotion this year. And we were brilliant against them, won five one in that game, which was excellent. Um, the the FA Cup games at this level tend to come around quite quickly. It's every two weeks, so we've played we're playing more FA Cup games and Cup games than um, league games. And then we went to watch Basingstoke play Totten on Bank Holiday Monday. We thought they were very good. They beat Totten, and then the game we played them in, you know, we um, we were three 0 down in twenty five minutes. So we, we'd lost five years previous to that. We'd lost to Sirencester in our first FA Cup campaign. We lost 7-0 at home when we also had a big crowd. And I had visions of the same thing happening again. And um, we got we got a, a goal just before half-time, which, which I thought made a big difference at 3-1. Uh, I thought that was something to hang on to at half-time. And then on the 49th minute, Fraser Stokes scored again, um, 4-1. And obviously that that's it. We thought it was that. That was the end of the game. It was damage limitation. But we got... We got our second probably five minutes after that. But I have to say after that, <laughs> we were quite good. We were quite yeah. good. And, you know, look, were we were we really good? Or or did Basingstoke take their foot off the pedal? I, I don't know. But um, we were really good. And we also missed the penalty as well. So to win 5-4 from 4-1 down was um, dramatic. And, you know, that's, that's, that's um, two... They're two leagues above us, so that's history. We've never beaten a team from two leagues above us, and we've never reached this um, this stage of the FA Cup. So, absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, you like to you like to score goals. So, some of those players must be coming into this with a bit of confidence. Do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, we've got. I mean, we, after we scored that five, we scored eight in the league last week against Christchurch. We only got one at um, Cows. Um, that was a tough game, and we we didn't play brilliantly, cows. But probably that's a good thing. And if the Yeovil guy was watching, it's quite it's quite clever actually. Nice. <laughs> As the ploy all along, <laughs> we know we know what we're doing. So um, yeah, we we I mean as a team, we're we're playing well at our level. Um, we've got we've got players that are playing well. Um, I'll be frank, they've they've never played with the exception of one player. They've never played at this level, um, and this is a new ball game, but it's one. That we come into playing well, and we're thoroughly looking forward to it. 
Yeah, Mark, Mark Cooper described it today as it's a no-win scenario for, for Yeovil in that if we lose, it's a disaster. If we win, we should have won by more. So he's, he's um, yeah, he's quite conscious of that. What, what does it mean for you personally and the club to, to have drawn you over in the FA Cup and, and have to make the trip to Hewish Park? Yeah, before I answer that, I, I must say, like someone last night, you mentioned the, 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 the victory or the defeat here. Don't forget a draw as possible. Well, yes, we'd love, of course. We would yeah. love to bring you over down to our 3G service. I, I <laughs> I'm sure you would. Play, I hear a couple of players that don't particularly like like 3G, so um, don't <laughs> well, discount that one. But that, we've that got a rule be... on the we've got a rule on the podcast that we don't talk about the pitches anymore. Oh, really? So yeah. that get cut out, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The question. Sorry, what was the question? I. <laughs> What does it mean? What does it mean yeah. to come down to to Hewish and uh, yeah, and and to have drawn Yeovil in the FA Cup? Um, it means everything, you know. It does. It means everything for a for a small club like us. I mean, the, we put a post up last week that you know when I joined, well, just before I joined the club nine years ago, we were playing the county league football, and our players were paying five pound to play, um, and Yeovil in the championship at that point. So that kind of is the magic of the FA Cup. And and for a small club like us that doesn't have a lot of social media, you know, we're lucky if we get a post seen by 100 people. That post has now been seen by over three quarters of a million people. Wow. Um, which is mind-blowing, really. So in answer to your question, what does it mean? It, it means everything. It'll be the biggest biggest game for our players' uh, careers, probably forever. Um, we as a club have got to make sure that it's a day that they never forget because as you get older like I, I do and have, you know, you you realise these memories these days don't come around very often. And I know that in fifty years time these boys will still be talking about when they played at Hughes Park. Um and for us to be able to make that memory for them is is something we're very proud of. So it means everything. And there's a bit of a Yeovil connection for yourself, am I yeah, right? Yeah, so so on a per so yeah <laughs> I watched I watched the draw come out, and as you probably know, we were the last two balls out of the bag. I don't know mm. if you know that. Yeah. And I was looking for Yeovil, and I was looking for Az, and you know, it didn't. <laughs> it it dawned on me with only two two balls left in the bag, and it. I've got to say, it was a wonderful, wonderful moment. I was on my own at the time, uh, and it was a wonderful moment to see that come out. Um, so my my link with Yeovil going back. Uh, 24, 25 years ago, it is a young lad that used to live with me and my wife um, when he was at Southampton as an apprentice. He lived with us for four years. When Southampton released him, he went to play for Yeovil for three years. Um, a guy called David Piper. Yeah. So Dave was a, a right back. So I used to take him down to Yeovil. I used to take him to games. I used to pick him up. Um, so I, I mean, I went to see some great. I mean, I went to Blackpool. I went to. Bolton, I went to Reading, Cardiff. I saw them, I saw both the Cardiff games. So wow. um, I saw them beat Northampton and Colchester, I want to say. Yeah. Oh, these are all FA Cup by the way. So, yeah. you know, coming back to your point, when that ball came out of Jogel Town, and I was having a drink with Dave the night before, and we said, you know, that is the dream. And obviously, someone was looking down on us. So, you know, when I used to go to Yeovil in that in that team, obviously Dave played with people like um, Pennock, the goalie, Terry Skiverton, Darren Way, yeah. Atmore up front, 
Barrington Belgrave, uh, Tomkin, Ben Smith. Yeah. And of course, two people that are still at the Oval, Nick Crittenden and uh, Roy O'Brien. So, Absolutely, yeah. Um, and and Yeovil was always, you know, a fantastically warm club, always friendly, um, great, you know, just great people. And uh, they were very unfortunate not to go up one season. It was them and Rushden Diamonds, and I was there when they played Rushden. I want to say early April. It was a nil-nil draw. I think there was nearly nine thousand in there. Yeah, I think Rushden the... went up that year. Um, yeah, that was the day the um they opened the new stand with the, yes. the roof was on the stand. Yeah, that rings a bell. That rings yeah. a bell. So, you know, it was a really good season. Whether whether the cup exploits detracted from the league that season, we'll we'll never know. But um, so I always had you know following Dave down there and going down there a lot. I always had a very warm affection for the over. I know what a great great club they are, and um, so for me personally, yeah, it's. Uh, Great. And, and I've got to say, Dave Dave is now one of our sponsors at Stodham. Uh, and he will be coming along with us on um, on Saturday. I think he's I think he's hiring a box as well. Oh, uh, amazing. I can't, I can't tell you who he's supporting, but um, <laughs> I'm hoping he might have a purple scarf on. But, um, yeah. So that's just a little bit. And I know he's looking forward to seeing some some old friends and some people that are still at Yeovil that were there, as I say, nearly 25 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I I remember watching him when I was a kid. There'll be plenty of supporters who listen to this podcast who who remember watching Dave Piper play. So yeah, that is a yeah that is a a good link and one that lots of people will remember. And especially, I think being part of that team that did have such an amazing cup run. I mean, we we spoke to Nick Crittenden the other night and talked about the Blackpool game and yeah. the Bolton game and all those big you know big memories that do stick in people's minds and a lot of them kind of especially Blackpool is sort of immortalized because it was yeah. on the TV and on Sky and Tony yeah. Pennock had a blinder and it was a dump. The game would never have been played if it was not on not on that TV, was it? And it was uh, No. And I, I did hear I did hear the podcast with um with Nick Crittenden and that immortal photo when he's he, he's putting his arms in the air but can hardly do it because he's he's soaking <laughs> wet and uh but yeah, it was a great day, wasn't it? It was a great day. Yes, it was. Um, last question from me. How, how many people are you, are you bringing down? I think, did you, is the average about 80 people a game? Yeah, you, you, you 80, 80, on a good, 80 on a good day. And I mean, we've got, um, we've got two coaches coming, so there's 100-ish straight away. Yeah. We know there's a lot of, you know, there's quite a few people getting a train, um, cars. So I would hope we'll have 200, 250, which for us is is massive. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for taking time out to chat with us, Mark. I really, really appreciated it. And uh, best of luck at the weekend. I think it's going to be a, a, a good day for all involved. We'll have a great day and we'll make lots and lots of memories. And we look forward to, to seeing you on Saturday. And thanks for having us on the show. Thank you. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott.